Konnichiwa, my friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. I'm your host, Samurai Appliance Repairman. And Mrs. Samurai is here as well. As always. So today we're going to do something a little different tonight. We're not going to do all the news and all the other stuff that we've been doing, trying to pack in a lot of diverse uh, topics into one each show. Instead, mm-hmm. we're going to just we're going to focus. This one is going to be on my twelve laws of appliance repair. Samurai's twelve laws of appliance repair. And don't get nervous. This isn't going to go on for no. This a one's really gonna, long time. This one's going to be shorter too. The other shows of the previous ones have been uh, about half an hour each. This one's going to be shorter. We're only going to talk about the first four today, so we'll do this in three parts. This is the first of a series of three covering... Because three times four is twelve. Wow. That's, that's homeschooling moms. They, uh, they know a lot of stuff. It, it comes from teaching kids math all day. Yeah. So um, we'll just uh, get, get into that, and then uh, we'll still have time for a uh, couple, one or two, listener emails. Oh, yeah. We have to do the listener emails. Yep. So without any further ado, let us proceed with... Uh, Samurai's 12 Laws of Appliance Repair, Part 1. Oh, do we have a sponsor for today's show? Wait, I think we do. Stand by. Let's listen. Fixitnow.com. Samurai Appliance Repairman. Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com. Appliance Repairman. Help thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you, too. Uh, Fixitnow.com. Welcome back, my friends. All right, let's get right into it. We'll dive right in. Samurai's Ichiban Law of Appliance Repair. Ichiban, for those who don't know, means first. It's Japanese for first. Yep. Never replace a part unless you have proof that the part is bad. Uh, This is really the prime directive of the Samurai School of Appliantology, as opposed to the shotgun Parts Changing School of Appliance Repair, or the um, Monkey Boy School of Appliance Repair, Mm. where people will suspect a part is bad, they'll think a part is bad, they'll believe a part is bad, but they haven't proven a part is bad. And the proof could be something subtle. could be an electrical measurement that you do with your meter, or it could be something simple, like you lay eyeballs on a burned wire connection. could also be deductive. You could prove that a part is, that everything else that could possibly affect the problem that you're working on is good, leaving, therefore, only the the one part that hasn't been positively proven to be bad. The case where this is most useful is when you have electronic control boards mm-hmm. on ranges, washers, seen a lot of them, dishwashers. Manufacturers don't include the schematics most of the time for these boards, so you have no way of proving that the board is bad. All you can do is prove that it's getting good input and it's not putting out its output. Right. That proves the part is bad by that deduction. Makes sense. So okay, well that's so, that. well. It seems to me that this is telling people that uh, don't take shortcuts. I guess sometimes some of this diagnostic would require a little bit extra work. Um, I think of the um, the coupler you talked about last time that you actually have to uh, uh, the washer machine. You mm-hmm. have to pull it out and right. look at all of it because it might at a glance look like it's fine. You can't just feel it from underneath and think, oh yeah, it's all there. You have to actually pull it out and get eyeballs on it. So you have to prove it. You have to you can't just assume it, even if it's a pretty you think it's a pretty good assumption right. because I've been surprised doing this uh for as long as I have, I've been surprised more times than I can count. So I always prove something's bad so that when I change a part, when I'm on a service call and I change a part, I know I'm right. So, and customers like me to be right, too. Well, and our do-it-yourselfers <laughs> want to be right. It, a right. little extra time up front saves you time and money. 
Absolutely. Later. All right. Samurai's second law of appliance repair, all machines break. Now, this, this comes as a news flash for some people, because I know some people will plunk down four or $6,000 for a decor, a, a Thermador range. Mm -hmm. And I guess a lot of the reasons they do this, because they're, they're certainly not thinking about service, because they're not thinking about availability of service information or access to good servicers. Cost of parts. Cost of replacement parts is a biggie with these issues. They're, they must, and a lot of salesmen will will move these these high end appliances with the assurance that, well, you're paying more, it's going to last longer. Mm. You know, the whole business of how long do appliances last? That's something to be to be looked into as well, and I've written something on that. Uh, speaking of useful life, how long should appliances last? Good link on that at the website that uh, you should check out. The corollary to the second law of appliance repair is to always buy appliances that are easy to repair or that you can get good, ready access to service information on. Mm -hmm. Because, I promise you, at some point during the time you own that appliance, <clears throat> it will break. And you're going to need to fix it. You will either need to do it yourself, or you'll need to find a servicer who's competent in that appliance, in that particular brand, and in that particular appliance of that brand. So, you will, and people never give this much of a thought. So, one criteria that I always use when I'm buying appliances for our household, and one recommendation I always make is, just look around wherever you live. If you live in a big urban area, you're not going to have too much trouble finding people who work urban on house. most of the obscure brands. You live out in the boonies, though, out in the sticks and rural areas where uh, good, competent servicers are hard to come by anyway, um, you better check them out. Right. Give them a call before you buy something and find out what their competent uh, brands are if they'll tell you. Right. Well, we know. We get all sorts of sad calls from way out of our service area, and they can't find anybody to work on their fisher holes. Oh, that's a fact. They're calling from all over the place. Out, they live way out in the boonies, and there's no servicers that live near them, and I'm one of the few that works on fisher Pikel yeah. in the area here. The other thing this seems to relate to is some people are so surprised when their machine breaks down or needs a repair just two to four years into its life, and they assume maybe they got a lemon or something. But uh, well, two to four years, two to four years is about average. It's just heartbreaking. And it doesn't matter what brand. Yeah, and we're, ta we're talking when you're talking about appliance breaking. What is an appliance? It's a box with hundreds, sometimes thousands of parts in there that are built in plants, factories all over the world, and slapped together somewhere, Mexico, China, wherever. But you've got all these different parts in there. So when you're talking about an appliance breaking, that's really imprecise. Right. You really want to talk about a part in an appliance that's breaking. Mm -hmm. And then the question becomes, are there enough of those parts breaking, and are those parts expensive enough to make it worth continuing to do the repair? Or, right. or, or to make it, uh, does it make more economic sense to replace the appliance at that point? Right. But I've seen some of these parts you get in, and it's amazing. I'm amazed they last very long at all. Some of them look so cheesy nowadays. You're, you're talking two to four years is about the average for appliances today. Yeah. Uh, going about two to four years for needing a repair. All right. Samurai's third law of appliance repair. Measure twice, order once. Oh, man. This one I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> I, I, this one. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of these you learned the hard way. I, I, that's, I, that's a fact. I mean, all of these are um, uh, laws that were gleaned from the hard pavement of experience. Yeah, but you, the listener, <clears throat> you can benefit from the Samurai's many years of... 
Yours. I wish I had a samurai. Learning from mistakes. I wish I had a samurai that I could have uh, turned to when I was first starting this out, but I had yeah. to, I had to get out there and just do it all on my own. And, well, uh, it's a good thing you're so smart. And yeah. you picked it up pretty fast. <laughs> so measure twice, order once. Well, this is something, and I, the the biggest reason I ran into this, the, the biggest reason I made this law was running into a problem where I would use my own meter and say I had the resistance set to too low a range, measuring something, um, but its normal resistance for for the part to be good was, say, 2,000 ohms. But my ohmmeter is only set to go up to a maximum of 1,000 ohms. Well, I'm going to be measuring that, and it's going to look to me like it's a bad part, not realizing that, no, oh, my ohmmeter was set yeah. on the wrong setting. Well, and there's a number of settings, right? So right. It's pretty easy. In the now, some of the digital meters are auto-ranging, and they mm. don't have to worry about that as much. But still, you can have problems where, you know, other common mistakes in this are when you're doing a continuity measurement on a part, not removing at least one wire to the component so that you isolate it from the rest of the circuit so you're not reading continuity back through the circuit, making you think that that part is good when, mm -hmm. in fact, it's really bad. It's, it could be could be open. Mm -hmm. um, um, there are other, you could make, uh, you could be not making good contact with your probes. Right. Um, you could have uh, real common uh, washers and dryers see oxidized connections. You're probing on there all the way, making you think you're not, either not getting voltage if you're measuring voltage, or there's no continuity if mm -hmm. you're, um, if you're measuring resistance. Right. So those are electrical, uh, measuring electrical parameters in particular, I always measure twice, double check my meter settings. Yeah. And then I order once, knowing that I've absolutely been I'm absolutely sure of my measurements, and now it's time to uh, time to order the right part. Yeah. So again, just taking a few extra moments, just putting your attention on it one more time, and right. make all the difference. Absolutely. Well, here we are at the fourth law of appliance fourth repair. Fourth and final one in this uh, in this installment. Yes, and we'll have more. Don't worry. Uh, beliefs are for religion. Not appliance repair. Now this this may seem kind of provocative, um, mm -hmm. and, and in fact, a lot of people listening may be wondering, well, why does he even bother including this in here? Well, it's because, and in the forum, I get thousands of people a day go into the forum, and uh, many hundreds of people. It's a very active forum. You go to go to applianceguru.com is the direct URL to our forum, and you'll see. I mean. Tons of tons of posts in there. Tons of questions from grasshoppers trying to get their stuff fixed. And one of the most common things I'll see grasshoppers do: you ask them a diagnostic question. Well, is the motor spinning? Well, I and they'll they'll actually post this back. Well, I believe it is. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, no. I, I believe it is. Well, that's that's every that's a dead end right there. I mean. Is the motor running or not? I mean, this is where this comes from. It was sort of born of a little bit of frustration. But beliefs are for religion. And in appliance repair, we know things. We determine things. We quantify things with our instruments. We quantify things uh, with our test instruments. And we also uh, determine things with our eyeballs. But we draw definitive conclusions about cause and effect. Hopes, beliefs, wishful thinking... That stuff doesn't get stuff fixed, unless it just happens to be coincidentally by pure blind luck. 
Right. Or, yeah, an appliance miracle. Where they heal themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did try to start a religion, you know, apply ontology and, and I know. get people to send us money. And it didn't take, you know, apparently L. Ron Hubbard with Scientology, people would get confused with Scientology. And, yeah. and, and then they were also trying to give money to Frank Zappa, you know, because he came up with the whole Scientology thing. Right. Uh, that's really a tip of the hat to Frank Zappa. So we had to give up our religious aspirations. Yeah. Well, that's the four laws. Stick to the facts. And um, and that wraps up the four laws for this one. This is the first part. We'll have two other parts where we'll, we're, we'll uh, uh, knock out the rest of the uh, and talk about the rest of the um, laws of appliance repair. Right. We won't we won't make you wait too long. Check back in soon. So now we're going to get into some listener email. And what do we got for our first All right. one? Well, first I'd like to just tell people that we'd love to hear from you. Listener emails are exciting. You could hear your own name mentioned here. Absolutely. Discussion of your problem. And you just have to send us an email at two, I should say, podcast at fixitnow.com. Simple. All right. We have a, one from Jason. It says, hi, Samurai. I am a frequent visitor to your site and had a question about it. I know you update the website blogs and was wondering if you will add to the fix-it photos as time allows. Thank you, Jason. All right. Well, Jason, good question, and uh, thanks for your email. Um, the fix-it photos that Jason's referring to are a collection of photos that I have at our old MSN groups. It was the Appliantology group at, uh, in MSN groups. Whole galleries full of lots of photos, almost all of them annotated uh, with descriptive text um, surrounding them to help you interpret them and, and find the application for them. Um, I've not updated those. I've taken to using a new photo streaming service, and it's actually a, a, a photo f uh, streaming service, unlike MSN groups where you have to actually go there to get them. Now I'm using Flickr, F-L-I-C-K-R, com is the way they spell it. So it's a, it's a Yahoo property, but it's awesome because what it does <clears throat> using Flickr and I can I can splice my Flickr photos that are all my appliance related Flickr photos because I also put my hiking photos in the same Flickr account. But I can splice those into the RSS feed for my website fixitnow.com. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, all the the appliance related and just the appliance related photos is the way I have it set up will also appear, if you if you subscribe to the RSS feed for my site, and I'll tell you how to do that in just a minute, it's easy, um, you will also see, in addition to the latest posts that I have at my blog, you'll also see the latest appliance-related photographs that I've posted to my Flickr account. They're, they're all merged together, chronologically, into my RSS feed. And the way, do you get, the way you get my RSS feed, real simple, just go to fixitnow.com, most browsers will auto-sense, and you will see in the address bar some indication that there is an RSS feed available at the site. If your browser doesn't do that, you've got an old version or whatever, it's, it's RSS impaired, scroll down the site just a little bit, get, get um, below the um, logo, below the friendly orange block, and right below that on the right-hand side, you'll see Welcome Grasshopperums, and right below that, immediately below that, is an orange square with uh, looks like sound waves. A um, little white, yeah. Yeah. That Fine. symbol, if you click that, <clears throat> that symbol is the RSS feed. It links to the RSS feed for the blog. And 
I'm just getting to know all this RSS stuff myself, but it's a really handy way if you like to check in quickly, see what's new, what the recent posts right. are. It, it, it just the way it organizes it, it shows you a lot and on one screen. The big yeah, the big advantage is that you can check lots of RSS feeds really fast because everything's in a standard format. It's a quick retrieval because you're not retrieving all the images and and all of the other bandwidth intensive things that a website may have, flash, whatever. Um, it's just text, um, usually with maybe one photo in there, but it's small. Um, so it retrieves very quickly. You can scan through them, see if there's anything of interest, and then go on to the next one if that's what you want to do. So this podcast, for example, is also an RSS feed, and you can see that RSS feed for the podcast at the podcast website, which is podcast.com. Fixitnow.com. Right, as opposed to www.fixitnow.com. Instead, it's podcast.fixitnow.com. All right. Well, I think that got Jason's uh, question answered. Well, let's hope so. We have another one here. All right. From Tony. You rock. You rock, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, he really wrote that. We actually hear that phrase yeah, quite we do. often. We get it's that right. a lot. You guys rock. <laughs> All I needed was the secret sequence of magical mechanical invocations to make my washing machine become putty in my hands. I'm the magic man. Oh, yeah. And your site provided it in seconds. My clothes are completing their previously stalled cycle as I write this. It's people like you that make the internet great. Oh, God, I love you, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> Too All cool. Right. All right, Tony. Very cool. I love getting those kind of emails and... Uh... Gives us a little shot in the arm, lets us know that, you know, hey, we are helping people out there. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up another excursion Ooh. into appliance repair excellence here. That just whizzed right by. It did whiz right by. And thanks for joining us. And yeah. if you have any questions of your own, again, our uh, email address for the show is podcast at fixitnow.com. So... Let us hear. Yeah, let's hear from you. So, until next time, this is Samurai Appliance Repairman. And Mrs. Samurai. Saying sayonara. sayonara.